Hello, people. Welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. Now, this is where we talk about tech, technology, and everything that revolves around our daily lives. So, lots of gists, lots of happenings, lots of conspiracy theories. And uh, let's start with one, for instance. They said the BBN would soon expire. That's what we, that, that was the rumor that came around sometime this week. And it said it got me thinking. It took me back to 2014, where I had to queue for longer as a first bank in um, Edo State, Benin City, Edo State. But somehow the CBN is debunking that rumor. But here's what we found: it might not be a rumor. Chingu Zeng found something. We're supposed to talk about that. He <laughs> 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 doesn't want to be involved in the conspiracy theory. Of Leo, course. Let's, let's start with the conspiracy. I know you didn't want to talk about that, but let's okay. start with the conspiracy. So the I, I tried to check if there was actually a document that existed on the CBN website. And when I put in some keywords, I found a link that was supposed to direct me to the CBN page. But when I clicked it, uh, the message I got was this page doesn't exist mm. anymore. So uh, it doesn't exist or can't be opened, but it just couldn't open. And I've been trying since morning, like I've done it maybe, I can't count how many times, but at least 15 times since then and with different devices and I'm, I'm getting the same response. So I decided to use Wayback, the internet archive, and I found the, like using that URL, I was able to check on Wayback. Then I found a doc that I think it should be question 10. That says the BVN expires after ten years, or your BVN number is valid for life. So mm. uh, I don't know. They said if it looks like something and smells like it, it's probably it's yeah, it's probably it's looking like the CBN. Maybe they've changed their mind about how long it should expire. It should last. And they are. I don't know. It 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 just looks like a poorly thought out something. Okay, so to be fair, the document from 2015. So that was like a year. 2015, right? 2014. 2014. That document was from 2014. Okay, interesting. So that's almost but 10 but years ago. it's okay to own up to a mistake and say... When you can so just delete it from the internet <laughs> and pretend as if it never existed. I don't know. This is... I mean, okay. you're, you're the regulator. We will not beat you. That's the truth. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> we will not beat you. you. If you say, okay, we've revised this thing, people... Uh, I. People I trade, right? Mm. They change their mind. When you look at best practices and if it doesn't work, you change your mind. It's okay. It's not wrong. I mean, it's not like you're committing a crime. So we are discussing it exactly downstairs, and um, we are looking at it. So it's a number that's supposed to identify me. And yes, after ten years, a lot can change. But rather than it expiring, customers should probably be required to update their information after yeah, a, a specific period, period of time. So it doesn't have to be an expiry issue. It can just be you updating it. Like so you're single, now you're married. Exactly. You've you moved out of the country, or maybe you're a you boy, abroad. now you're a girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Like that. Yeah, they happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of those very important. Maybe I, I did it when I was 18, and I'm 13 now, and I my facial features are all different. Yeah. It'd be useful to update all of that so that... Yeah. Because I've gone to the bank and the banker was looking at me like, and this is something I did less than 10 years ago. So why are you... 2014. Mm. Oh, okay. Yes, less than 10 years. It's nine years. It reminds me. This reminds me. Last time I went to the bank, uh, there's, before you do any 
transaction. I want, I wanted to get a card, an ATM card, and I was told to go and confirm my BVN. So the man has them that smile. Mm, yeah. So I think they snapped me while I was smiling. smiling yes. I was not in a good mood that day. <laughs> and I said, okay, smile. And I was smiling. I said, okay, oh, it's you. It's you. Mm. So those kind of things. Maybe this maybe mm. we are supposed to update it now. Maybe I will be smiling. Okay, I don't want to share my own <laughs> my own instance because the last time I saw my face from my VVM page, I cringed. You could not believe it. I mean the, the banker's face was like, hmm, thank God for your life. <laughs> 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 because I could I didn't know understand what I was saying yeah. at that point. A well, lot of people took those pictures after they were stressed. So you like, can't, you can't even it's not like passport <laughs> where you go on your best day. Yeah, this like, was, like, I remember like standing me, under right? the sun. Yes, mm. yes. Thank you. <laughs> I remember standing under the sun that day mm. and then going in, maybe all sweaty and all of that, probably darker than I usually am. And then then um, your face stronger than it usually is. Exactly. It's fine. I'm tempted to say the testimony of an Nigerian has shown you shaggy. Mm. Ah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's something, it's something. But let's, let's move on from that, right? So yeah, that, that was the conspiracy we decided to start with. Something interesting always happens in African policy space. And two countries I've been following closely since I joined TechPoint, Kenya and Nigeria. Almost every year, they always update their finance bill. So it updates fiscal policies. So their policies on taxations, they're always contained in the finance bill. So in finance bill 2020, the federal government was toying with the idea of taxing Google, Facebook, and other big tech companies. And I think I wrote an article about it then. So I was like, okay, so the law allows you to tax Google and Facebook, but now what? What, what do you want to do? That kind of thing, right? Okay. You can beat, they say you can go and beat this guy. Oh, yeah, go and beat him. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah. but 2021, also 2020, 2021, they made some updates. Tax breaks for SMEs. SMEs earning less than any less than twenty five million in revenue Naira, annually. Naira, twenty five million naira annually did not have to pay tax until it got to that. That is incorporated companies. So of course I'm not going to go into that now. But Kenya just updated their own finance bill. The, their own finance bill also contains provision to tax big tech companies. Contains provision to tax uh, the digital services market in Kenya, and I think they are making. A few updates to that. Who who is giving us that? Chingolin, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so they are. I I think the one that concerns a lot of people is um, the Kenyan government plans to tax creators, okay, or digital content creators. So um, a part of the bill is going to begin taxing, uh, like it's going to start putting taxes on advertising or advertising services. But the most interesting one for me is probably the content creator aspect. So, <clears throat> I mean, content creators have not, I don't know in Nigeria if they are taxed. Like, you are taxed for the money you make from, let's say, YouTube sponsorship deals, you, um, you or maybe endorsements, for example. I don't know if they are taxed on maybe, that. Maybe there are no specifics. <coughs> mm. But I think sometime in 2021, Lagos State, is it 2021, 2022, Lagos State um, announced that it wants to start asking, um the content creators. Okay, but so the, the specifics we're not there. We don't know what exactly they are going to tax. But okay. Okay. So, yeah, I think I find it interesting, right? Depending on the kind of content creator you are, 
if you are the content creator that's kind of built a business around what you're doing your business will be taxed your business will be taxed but now they uh, they they have like let's say classifications for the sources of income that can be taxed so if you're making money from sponsorships you're covered if you're making money from um, affiliate marketing you will be taxed um, if you're making money from sponsors you will be taxed if you have a subscription so f- maybe on youtube you have this community where people yeah, can maybe a patreon join. link or something yeah a patreon link you you be taxed on things like that so mm-hmm. i i've been trying to check if maybe the other countries have like maybe similar policies well, i haven't, haven't found, found any. any but i may find more in my research it's I mean, so be- because this can be, I mean, it's just embedded in one section and finance views, Kenya Zone is like coming pages. It's, it's probably going to be a bit difficult. And anyway, I don't know. I, I said that it was interesting because um, if I have a business and it's not, now I, may, I, now I don't know how it's going to work. So if, I, if I'm a content creator and I decide to incorporate as a business, will my business be taxed as well as these sources of income? Like, I don't know how it's going to work. That it's so weird. I don't. So that's the, this is my issue with fiscal policy. Okay, unscripted idea. <laughs> my my issue with fiscal policies around the digital sector is, how do you even want to implement this? You mentioned affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is so so simple. You put a link to your product on your YouTube page, say an Amazon item, yeah. and if someone clicks that link and buys from Amazon, Amazon something to you either through paypal or any other form of payment how is the government going to track this particular because if it was brand sponsorship brand sponsorship is actually straightforward you if just get invoice get invoices right then you add that and add other things to it but affiliate marketing what of adsense revenue mm-hmm. that yeah i think adsense is covered maybe for affiliate marketing it's probably easier just as many so that now i don't know if the government has the has the time for this because it means for every content creator, I need to go and check how are you making money. I need to know how every content creator in the country makes money because not everybody will report that we make money from all of this. So I need to go check how all of you are making money. If it's affiliate marketing, for example, I need to start checking how many links. So, for example, I go to your YouTube page and I see a link and I have to go and check, okay, this guy is signed up to Amazon, he signed up to one of that platform. Okay, oh yeah, send me your so Amazon. So I have to do that for hundreds of creators. That's the problem. And not just hundreds. So YouTube says, um, there was a report, I think, a few years, just last year. Yeah, last year. Kenya has a good number of YouTubers like on the platform. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact figures, but it's I think it's the highest. Yeah, I think it's the highest in terms of just numbers. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people who are creating on YouTube mm-hmm. from Kenya. So you, and you need to, and yeah, I remember one from my trenches days. There's a Gamba, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she runs a YouTube channel for transcription, and she gets uh, sponsorship from some of these transcription service uh, platforms or writing service platform like Grammarly, right? So okay. those are those are the kind of sponsorship you see with creators. Mm. My own is: Do you want to start looking for these guys one by one, or is there a way? Yeah, that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> this might be where the government begins to use AI. You never, yeah, um, never, no, I, I have no even. <laughs> I think I've 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 left the Kenya finance space, fintech space, and I think you should take it up. 
I've left it for some time. I used to portrait. You said the finance bill is long. It's very long, but mm. I used to portrait when okay. I was actively uh, reporting on Kenya and all the stuff they were doing. I registered with KRA. Okay. And after registering with KRA, I wanted to be able to track updates on KRA. That is the Kenya Revenue Authority. It's like Nigeria's version of FIRS. Kenya's version of FIRS in Nigeria. So I registered with KRA. Then two months later, they were sending an email to TechPoint to come and pay tax. They were sending an email to my boss. And my boss was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> we don't have an office in Kenya. We don't have an establishment in Kenya. But mm. they wanted to tax because Kenyans at that time, are reading. Kenyans are reading tech points. After Nigeria, it's Kenya. Mm. Kenyans read tech points, right? So is, it, is that going to be the case? If I have a YouTube channel now and I have an audience in Kenya, in Kenya are you going to tax me? Yeah, because... <laughs> you said, uh, no, the, <laughs> let, let, let me just say. No, I mean, th- those are the, the, the way African governments come up with rules and procedures or policies. It they just sometimes they even lift it from other people's acts or laws and just bring it. Why are you sobbing? Use your I'm, I'm I'm not mentioning any names. I mean, so sometimes they don't think it through and all the processes that you have to go through to affect them. So I don't know. Is it that they don't think? I don't want us to overthink it. Don't, uh, you know overthink this? Because count another <laughs> two years, you will see them revising this again. Every market. Kenya is in the rule. They are seriously trying to increase their tax. Yeah, they, they want to so bring yeah. more well, tax revenue. I, I would love to see how they want to. And uh, depending on how it goes, you could set a is it standard now or benchmark for other people to. So. Call me. Let's let me run over this. Call me this layman who doesn't understand fiscal how fiscal stuff works. But my understanding of tax is like a contractual obligation. I pay my tax, and there are some deliver obligations that you are supposed to deliver to me. Basic stuff, right? I'm not asking for a money like healthcare, for instance. Very basic roads, for instance. Very very basic stuff. Security, very basic. But it always seems like. Most African governments and even some intellectuals want us to pay our tax and not complain yeah. and just watch them do whatever they like. So in Kenya, in Nigeria, in Ghana, wherever you are, if you are paying your tax, you want to see I'm meant to see returns, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. You should actually pay your tax regardless. It's your status, it's statutory your obligation. Exactly. Two wrongs do not make a right. But is there a system to actually hold the government accountable for what they do with taxpayer revenue. Because there are many systems that... No, no, this is interesting, right? If FRS is coming up with a lot of technologies to try and help track taxation, right? They, they don't We've want... not received love letter anywhere. <laughs> oh, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> no, it's a crazy thing. See, MTN and some of those other guys are one of the biggest taxpayers, right? Mm-hmm. The telcos. They actually want... They don't, they don't even want to rely on what MTN is reporting to them or Airtel is reporting to them. They want to actually integrate their system into MTN's uh, system so that they're tracking the revenue in real time. So you don't feel like giving You don't feel like giving Okay, is there anything that we can use to track how you are spending taxpayer yeah. money? Mm. Accountability should go both ways, isn't it? All right. Is it? <laughs> well, I mean, All right. Unfortunately, they, they call the shots. <laughs> they call the shots, right? It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So, yeah, this is my opinion. It does not reflect anything on TechPoint or any other person. As you said, with tech points, it's my own opinion. Come and look for me. Or anyone associated with him too. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also look for them because they're the one that brought the story. And our script writer, so she's the one that wrote the story on the podcast. Her name is Gracious. Yes. yes. 
She's best. <laughs> no worry, once you go to the website, you'll find it. Congratulations from Tech Points. How many? Yes. Please, please, please. So talking about accountability, right? Last week we heard that Trips was pivoting. Trips is this Nigerian startup that started as a boss hailing company. So I've always found the concept of boss hailing as very, 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 very interesting. I've always found the concept. And it looks like some companies have found a way to make it work short last but trips looks to be pivoting away from that model and you have been dragged last last week so give us the lowdown on that okay so uh, i think you start from the pivoting aspect so like you said they are moving from boss hailing to a a car sharing model so a so car sharing is like it's like car rentals basically but imagine you have a car and i um i have a website or an app or something and you list your car on my website and Emmanuel is coming to Lagos for seven days and he just comes here, he sees your car and he hires it and uses it. So for for trips, uh, I spoke with Onyeka, the CEO, and he said, Onyeka Kuma, and he said, um, they've been testing something like this for more than 18 months with their B2B partners. So um, they provide boxes. So a lot of employee, a lot of companies want to um, transport their employees, so they've been testing it with these guys, and they've seen that it's generated a lot more revenue than actual bus hailing for them. So they, now the according to him, the catch was that these guys did not have to rent; they didn't have to buy the buses; they could just rent. So it generated more money. So uh, having seen it working for the B two B customers, they decided to try it out for the B2C customer. So what what we saw last week was the launch of the B2C aspect of that business. So now you can start with your questions. Okay. Nifemi, your questions. Kashiri. Kashiri. What the was Kashiri? Go on, please. Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with my voice. Kashiri, right? Um... Reminds me of a startup that we found out that shut down. Each right, mm. I mean, you remember that was the model, cash sharing and no, not necessarily. So each was more car pulling than cash sharing. So I think you should explain. Th- that's w- that's w- see what I was talking about in the article. how different yeah. car sharing car rental. Mm. So the thing is, car rental is like the umbrella term for for where car sharing falls under. So if you check your dictionary, you see car sharing like what your parents did, or hopefully they did when you were kids, where um, they would drive. Let's say we have five families here, and we have one one child each. You, one person will drive all the kids to school. Like you just share one car instead of everybody going. That's what you probably see as a dictionary definition. But the business guys will define it as I have a car and I don't maybe I have a car and my yeah. office is just down the road. So I don't drive it always and it's lying there. So I list it on a platform or I put it on in short, I list it on a platform. And whenever I need whenever someone needs a car, they hire a car. It could be for it's usually hourly. So unlike rentals where I can get into Lagos and rent a car for maybe a week. This is usually hourly. So if you check the trips app, for example, you're going to see 
per day, like the prices are put there per day. So you go on the app, you choose a car, maybe a Toyota Camry, and then you drive it away. So carpooling now is um, we are all working in uh, in Ikeja, and we live at Sirulere. So all of us we go with one person's car. So that's like the difference. No, okay, uh, now it's clear. Um, I think what comes to my mind is the security concerns. Or before that, the protection on mm. my assets. If I'm yeah. listing my car on the platform, mm. so we do not our trust level in Africa, especially to tech um, solutions, is mm. very low, very very low. And these are the kind of specialisms that rise arise mm. whenever we think of solutions like this. Who protects the asset? Okay, is it insured? So typically. That's 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 what happens. Like um, you insure that vehicle, like the service provider insures the vehicle. So if anything happens, it's on them. Like uh, maybe the car is damaged, it's stolen or something like that. It's usually on them. But interestingly, I saw a, I think I can't remember the name of the company, but it's in the same business, but in South Africa, and the they are they shut down b- briefly. But when I checked the website, there's a message there saying we're shutting down because we've had issues with insurance. And it had me thinking, if you have this, if these guys have these issues, um, I mean, yes, there aren't a lot of car rental or car sharing guys on the continent, but could it be a major problem that anybody would face? Well, yeah, it's not, it's not a clear. So when I was trying to check, the car sharing industry is, is still growing. It's not like something... A lot of, I think carpooling is more popular for mm. Africans than car sharing. I, I think I would love to see how successful it can get, mm. right? But I feel whenever a business is high risk, it should be high returns. How much are they planning to make from this business? I mean, like, nobody knows how much they like will make. How but much I feel for maybe per hour? Per hour, 30,000 per hour. Sorry, not per hour. Per day, 30,000 euro per okay, day. Okay, so I'm imagining, let's say I want to do Uber. Mm. I rent a car from <laughs> trips. Okay. I'm easy to do Uber throughout the day. Will I be able to make 30,000 euro? I'm just, I'm just thinking out here. Yeah, yeah, Cyber yeah. soul yeah. thoughts. Maybe if I can, I can be doing Uber on Saturday. Well, you know? can, you well, can't but, register but it you now. Can't you can't register another person's car on Uber. Mm. Yes. Hangu. And you can't get the same car every time you go to mm. the platform for cashier. Okay, so just normal taxi. Mm. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is mean, criminal. My dad. I mean, nobody, I'm nobody is restricting what you can do with the car. But that's the thing, right? No, by the time I'm going to use it to do Uber, mm-hmm. the wear on the vehicle is exactly. from someone yeah. who just say, okay, I, uh, I, I, I need live this in to navigate around yeah. for mobility. So those, those are the those are the challenges. Are so the concerns. Um, what I mean in a case like this, like you mentioned, I I, I don't think is a it's a venture-level business. I, I don't think it is because investors know why they invest in fintech. Fintech can give you mad returns. Like look at the numbers that Team Apt or Money Point declares every few months. is is insane. It um, is <laughs> <laughs> no, like even even for okay, let's leave them. Look at the smaller ones who can who are telling you that they're processing about a million dollars uh, monthly. 
right? It's it's still not like team up level, but it shows you that there's some potential here. Um, but for car sharing, a lot of the things I'm looking at is you need like what Trips is trying to do is that they are building the tech platform. So if I'm getting into South Africa, a car rental platform can just up, um, they can just up, up, upload cars to Trips in, in South Africa and people can rent out the cars. But I'm looking at it, you make 30,000 naira on all of this, but you are, for you to actually have a serious business, you have to insure these vehicles. If you yes. insure these vehicles, um, yes, we have these, like, yes, you use, insurance. You use insurance, but even if you use that and it's, it's significantly cheaper, you'll be using a significant part of your, your money to do that. Um, who is taking care of fueling the vehicle? Right for the entire time. Am I taking care of it? If I'm taking care of fueling the vehicle, then yes, um, it's fine. Is it person that comes to rent the car? Mm-hmm. To drive it. So what happens yeah. in a case where I total the car? Who bears? So like, especially the insurance, it's good. Insurance is like it because could make it's or break the business. Actually. Yeah, yes, that's good. what protects you from anything. The person that's using your assets is going to use it to do. It's that's yeah. what protects and, you. And nothing I'm looking at is the market itself. How big is this market? Personally, I do not think the market is too big because um, for you to rent a car, you have to be at a certain income level. That is the reality. You are not, I will not rent a car for 30K, except I have business that absolutely needs. No, that's true. If I want to do normal taxi, I don't need to spend 30K. I don't need to do, yeah. Unless you want to drive yourself. Mm, like, even if you want to like drive. I want to drive myself, <laughs> spend 30K. Where do you want to see the car you want to drive? Mm, that's it. Why would reach that bridge? But, <laughs> but if I use public transport, I probably will spend maybe let's say seven k for all my uh, all the trips I have to do. So, is I mean, there's a certain income class you have to be in for you to use a car sharing model, and we are seeing Nigeria's middle class shrink every day. Um, is there middle class? Okay. Okay. Well, leave, leave that it, talk. It's, it's a different debate, but we are seeing it shrink. Other African countries are suffering. We just talked about Kenya, which is one of their markets. Kenya is trying very hard to raise government revenues. I don't believe that businesses are doing any better than the government. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, a lot of the it's time, you're actually a reflection of the macro environment. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Uganda. Uganda is not one of the richest African countries. That's another market they play. Ghana, the president was begging for money just a few months ago. Sorry, Ghanaians. Well, you like every market that they operating, everybody's collecting and as you say in Nigeria. So <laughs> what guarantees do you have that you will not collect and and it's not just hitch. A lot of guys have entered this market and they shut down in the last few years. Uh there's Hubride. I mean I'm seeing a lot of people spring up these days, mm. but you can't find websites for those guys. So I'm not wondering whether they are not more like taxi companies that are using the internet. They call themselves right healing. I call them taxi companies, just leveraging the internet. So how sustainable is this? Uh, Shortlass mentioned that they had issues and they joined when they got into the market with like the Aboreo guys niche. and then they carved out the niche. Yeah. But trips, um, I mean, of course, you will not have that problem. But yeah, I just wish brutal. them the best. Uh, we, we, because I, I, I don't even, I don't have an, an issue with them pivoting. Mm. Right, even if they have to pivot five times, they they as long as they want to get something right, I think they should. But I hope this doesn't ruin them. I hope they get out of this mm. alive. 
You have actually written. Then my counter to that is that um, importing whatever works in the West. You guys should hold the mic. Sorry, never really works in. Yeah, in I mean Africa. yes. Exactly. There's a because larger car. Of course, before they say they want to go with a model. You can you can tell us what you just said now. Oh, <laughs> so okay, yeah. So I said that um, they can study the car rental markets in other countries, like mm-hmm. the in the US, in Europe, all the, all of those places. That's it's not it's not a new thing. Car rental is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. It has been around for years. You get a lot of these car rental places. They get their maybe you rent a car here in Lagos. You can get the car in Abuja. You can submit the car in Abuja. You rent a car in Abuja. You submit it in Lagos. It's just a matter of okay, will this model work? How can we tweak it? Um, that sort of thing. I know Nifemi said that yes, importing things from out yeah, from in, in outside Nigeria might not always work, but and I think too, and I also think that for them to say this is what we are pivoting to, they would have the they would have done their own work, check the global probably probably the global is evaluation of, of this the particular the market and see mm. how much it's worth globally yeah. before they say they want to pivot to it. Mm. But I don't think that saying that it works in the in the West is going to work in Africa so because there are a lot of things going on. Yeah, so the thing is, it's not that you are copying and pasting like some governments do. Mm-hmm. You are adapting it. So we, yeah. Nigerians yeah. know how to adapt things. So think of Paystack. When you think Paystack, you see Paystack as a stripe of Africa. It might not exactly be like stripe, mm-hmm. but they've adapted it to the Nigeria. Nigerians know how to do that. Too. Everything, mm-hmm. even Christianity, we adapt it yeah. to our market. So I think I get what she's trying to say. But to add to that, I'm saying maybe... We should not think about it from the angle of startup mm. in the sense of venture backed startups in the West. We should think of it, we should think of it of, as a solid business yes. that is making money. And that's the problem, yeah. It, they don't have to be scaling. That's the problem. They just need to be you've profitable. Already, no, you've you already gotten venture capital. Exactly. It's like, you're not really concerned us. Which investor do you want to do? I want to turn into a traditional business. Like, so like no returns for you, you till further notice. Like, give me 10 will. years. Let me build this business before no, you get your returns. So even if you're making money, right, you can have a solid business that is giving you maybe, like, it's giving you, like, so one of the things I mentioned is that trips is self-sustaining in Nigeria and I think one other market. And that's what they are gone in for, right? But I'm not interested in self-sustaining as a VC. I'm interested in making mad returns. Mm, so, you have to scale. Because you know not about the VC. They will be fine. Are you, are you, be fine. Are you uh, a Yeka? No, no, no. No, see, the thing is, if they are able to build a very, very massive physical infrastructure, mm. they can actually scale this eventually. But I get what you guys are saying. Who is going to give them the time mm-hmm. to actually build this? All the money. This is already five no, years. If, they they if, can do traditional do funding. This, if they do this and it's self-sustaining and it's profitable, they, they can, can really expand. And before it becomes self-sustaining, I mean... 
they're, they're fine. They're fine. Don't worry. They're <laughs> fine. But yeah, let's let's move on. We've dwelled so much on this topic. But guys, let us know what you think about the pivot that Trips is making. I don't see it as a negative thing, like as like as, as I've been saying on social media. But that will require you thinking it thinking at it from not just the perspective, my God, from the perspective of startups, but also the perspective of running business. business. And yeah, they've raised money, so God will help everybody. <laughs> yeah. So Nigeria's House of Reps is investigating telcos. A very, very weird story. Very I wanted weird. to vex and do something immediately, but I was working on another story. So I'm hoping somebody does something. If not, I'm going to drag somebody again. Yes. <laughs> Nifemi. Okay. Your name is in front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes, it's a weird story because it's like, okay, the legislators are saying um the uh Nigerian telecommunications regulator is not doing their job. Like you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to help Nigerians connect, especially people that are in underserved areas, but you are not doing it. So the DAS of representatives is not saying that we want to investigate what we've been using money to do. <laughs> like what you've been doing, we want to investigate it. Why are rural areas not connected? What is going on? And that is what they want to investigate. Um it's it's weird in another sense because because we don't really know what they are looking for, right? If because if they say they are not connecting Nigerians, they should be able to look at smart um, phone penetration mm-hmm. or internet penetration and see the the way it has risen in Nigeria since twenty two thousand and one. That um. Um, mobile telecommunication started in Nigeria, right? So you should be able to look at the progression and see that okay, more people are getting connected. I'm not saying it doesn't matter that um, f- um, penet- um, mobile phone penetration, for instance, is not as much as it is in the rural areas as it is in the urban areas, which is normal in any society that has um, larger or more exposed. Um, urban set to set set um, settings, right? So, but I I just I, I don't know what the motive behind this is. But it's okay. We've given you fund. You we don't feel what you've done account for that fund. So we want to investigate what you are using the money to do. So Emmanuel, who do you want to drag? Okay, so this is this is an interesting thing, right? The story. Dragging them for not connecting rural areas for me is funny, mm-hmm. but when you now bring in the leg of USPF, the Universal Service Provision Fund, that is where things start getting interesting. Okay. USPF was like done a few years ago. I'm trying to remember the exact year it was done. Yeah, 2007. That's been existing since 2007, and it's like a, a special initiative to connect rural areas. So. There's a reason why initiatives like this exist. There's no there's no business case for the MTNs, the Airtels, the to go ones, to those to go to those places. There's no business case mm. most of the time. Yeah, you might have people running solid businesses in those places, but are they enough? Do they even need uh, as much internet connectivity as the person, the city dweller, mm-hmm. the person? 
who is probably running that nice big Gary business just needs a phone call that works, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not a smartphone most of the time. They may not be able to keep up. So a phone like this was meant to it's spread so initiatives that will bring Encourage. people to the internet to rural areas, to remote areas. See, the other way I'm looking at it is it's supposed to, it, maybe the, the fund is supposed to be to incentivize private sector telcos to move, move to those areas. To those areas. So, but this is how many years now? 2017, 10 years. About 12 years, I think. It's, is my it's almost 16 years, yes. Okay. That is how weird this, that's why I said the story was weird. The USPF fund, right? A lot of ministries have been part of this, and they've probably. This is a fund that is running into billions. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like 65 billion naira that was moved into this project. So let's say Nigerian government, say Ekiti state government, remove right of way. The private sector is thinking, eh, okay, they remove right of way. Should I go? I go and bring this infrastructure, what will be the returns look like? But if the government is already incentivizing me to go to those places, mm-hmm. I would go. But most of the time, and I'm saying this from discussions with experts that I'm not privy to say in public, they don't want to be quoted. In this particular USPF fund, a lot of messy things happened. Mm. A lot of go and bring your money first. Something that's supposed the fund that's supposed to help them. So, for instance, now like um, satellite companies, yeah, right, they're supposed to provide internet. They're supposed to rival Starlink, right? They're supposed to be like main benefactors of this fund. Hmm. But are they giving them are these satellite companies accessing this fund, right? Yeah. So yes, maybe you don't have enough money to give main one to lay fiber all the way to those rural areas. But those satellite internet companies. Mm, they're the ones that are supposed to. Hmm. Now, now, now I get it. Now I get good. it. But then, 16 years is like how many te, um, tenure? That's four. Four tenures. So what are but you talking about? I'm trying to say that um, why have they not been t- keeping them accountable? Mm. That is not a question for us to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you want us to look for somebody in the house of reps so you can talk with? I don't mind. I don't mind because this is a going concern, as they call <laughs> it. <laughs> it's something you should like, um, like you do AGMs for companies. It's something that you should review every other year. Yeah, yeah. It's but now that you say you want to, in fact, the current, um, the current director of NCC. Dambata, yeah. Yes. How how long has he been there? Since I can remember. Yes, as long as sixteen years. I'm not no, sure. Definitely uh, no, 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 no. And not, I'm not sure. Years. I'm not very sure of the documentation of um okay of government by start house. Okay, let's 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 keep a pin on this. Go and investigate and come back with more informed perspective on these issues. Mm. Because that USPF phone thing is bigger than we think. Mm. And it's going to be a big issue if if people's if we start exposing people's uh, cupboards, yeah, <laughs> the skeletons in the cupboard. But yeah, that's that's an interesting one. The government is 
basically saying, hey, you guys, we gave you guys, we approved the fund to get to rural areas. What's happening? They said we should do electronic transmission of results and we're still having the issue of... Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's keep a pin on this. So, yeah, gracious, please remind us. Let's come back to this, even if we forget. Well, we shouldn't forget about this. Then, yeah, a lot of things happened in the tech space this week. Zimbabwe launched their Good Back digital currency. Bolu did an explainer on it. So if you need to understand all there is to know about the Zimbabwe Gold Back Digital Currency, so just check out that article on Tech Point. And Google I.O., my my people. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love I love Google for what they do most of the time. I remember I was on this table when Apple did what's it called? WWDC or something, something. Yeah, what yes. happened today? And I remember that Emmanuel was there analyzing all the features. But now Google I my people, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on here. What do you mean? What do you mean? It's not, no, 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 no. No, okay. We are out of time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but see, Google makes you feel innovation, not Okay, you guys took it from here to here because and here was dynamic already. island. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, family, let's let's leave this alone. But this is this is how I see Apple. Apple already has really really great products that the average person doesn't really need more. So in each iteration, they will just add a little jara. Change the position of camera. Exactly that kind of thing, but Google always feel like they want to outdo themselves, right? Samsung is also settling. To be fair, Samsung is. I'm mostly a fan of Samsung too, but Samsung is also settling into that pattern of okay, they've already done what the average person does not really need that much again. Just add something, add something. At this point, if you buy a flagship phone, you'll be wondering what to use your money to do at the point. <laughs> Because we're like, okay. It's not okay. different. <laughs> okay. As, as the Gen Z say, just not giving what it's supposed to give. It's not giving. Oh, so, boy. You have to bring that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Though, yeah, Google I.O., interesting announcement. They've integrated AI features into the workspace. So if you go to Google Docs, instead of looking at the blank cursor staring at you and thinking of how to start, you can just write a prompt and it starts the article for you. Google Docs. Yeah, yeah. It can help you draft emails. It can help you do a lot of things, right? So, and Pixels, probably this, not my word, the words <laughs> of more respectable reviewers. It's probably the smartest smartphone on the planet, Pixels. Yeah, it's not my word. But in terms of raw power, you're not going to be getting the best from Pixels, trust me. And the Pixel Fold, I don't know what they were thinking with that price. $1,800, I don't know oh. what they were thinking about. And I can use and play game. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> if I spend that much money, that, I will drain the life out of you. Though. No, no, no. If you want gaming, you can get way more powerful for way cheaper. Don't mention no. the brand. I'm, on, I'm not going to mention the brand, but you can get way more powerful. The iPhone 14 is actually a way more powerful phone than that Pixel Fold. Mm. So you say you're not going to mention brand. Okay. The Galaxy Z <laughs> Fold. The closest Apple fan. How now? Wait, you've accused me of being a Google lover and an Apple fan in the same podcast. No, no, no. Okay, let's move on. What, what are the other things we are supposed to talk about today? Yes, my people, the Lagos Startup Expo. Like, yes, the only real fan 
<laughs> that you are yeah, home. It's the Lagos out of Expo, right? It's happening very, 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 very imminently on uh, May 20th. And we've had a number of amazing sponsors and exhibitors already and uh, ready to show you the amazing things that are happening in the world of technology. And technology is anything that solves your problem as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> they're going to meet people that will solve that problem that you have with payments, that problem that you have with... Your art, how do you want to even monetize your art in the age of technology? You're going to be seeing things like that. And yes, are you guys are you guys hurrying me up or what? <laughs> okay. So yeah, you're going to be seeing amazing stuff. Uh, digital transactions, online transactions, saving your money for really, really important stuff. You're going to be learning a lot of these things. And uh, if you're not talking with them at the exhibition, you'll, be also, you'll also be talking with them at workshops, various workshops to address some of these pain points. And we're also having a VIP masterclass. And I can release one to you right now. We're going to teach you, we're going to show you how to raise funds, close funding when nobody wants to invest. And we're bringing an investor, a managing capital at the top. What am I saying? Managing <laughs> partner. partner at a top venture capital firm to come and take this masterclass. So if you haven't bought your VIP ticket, please go do that to fast. LegoStartupExpo.com yeah. to yeah. register. Good, good, good. So shout out to all our major sponsors so far, Cartonic, Anchor, Cardify, Rachnida, Gray, Art School, Ma- wait, okay, Maple Rad, OctaFX, OctaFX, Technic Technologies, and Identity Pass, and more of them are coming in. They are really, really big, even bigger guys. I want than to this. say something. All right. You will get a lot of merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but seriously, you can actually uh, clear your the, wardrobe. We yeah. are the hosts, right? So I have shame, but I can assure you that if you are attending that event as an attendee, because of course you have to also register to attend free of charge that is if you are not um joined if if you are not interested in the masterclass but i can bet it with you like just imagine moving from one exhibition booth to another you know teaching you, no i'm not teaching them you know the way startups are very generous with merch I'm sorry, th- there's a funding crunch. You might not see plenty. <laughs> not, <laughs> not with merch. Let's bet. Let's bet. Not with merch. So, <laughs> so I hope to see you there. If you see me, please, hola. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't embarrass me, Sha. I'm shy. All right. <laughs> Thank you, people. All right. So, uh, see you guys in the next one. Uh, Bully is not yet to do Google Poker. Uh, yes, uh, recently. I met a um, what's it called podcast fan. Oh, okay, right, cool. That listens to it on Google Podcast. The name is there. Please, let's do a shout out to him. Mm. Uh, I hope I, I can't see the name. More. You can. You <laughs> just have to. We have to do this. There's the name. The name is here. Shout out to people who comment on our. Oh, the name is not there. <laughs> it's not there. No, don't worry. I, I will look for it. Oh, no, you don't have to cut this part away. Don't worry. I will look for the person. Yes, damn Larry Oyekomi. Shout out to you. You recognized me, although I felt embarrassed because I'm shy. <laughs> of course. But thank you very much for always listening. He's a very, very consistent listener of the um, Tech Point Africa. Why are you adjusting your shirt? I want <laughs> to talk about my dressing. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, for audio listeners on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else, you get your, uh, our podcast from Emmanuel is putting on a what was this shirt called? A suit. A suit.
without the tie, like the complete set, a one piece suit without the tie. So it's business casual. Just imagine it in your head. Yes, business casual. It's, it's, is it black or blue? Well, if if you like the look, <laughs> let me know. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you. Okay, you're proud. <laughs> you're proud. Okay. Okay. Don't imagine. Go and watch the YouTube video. You can find us on YouTube Tech Point Africa. You find all our videos. But stick with us on audio too. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye, bye, people. Bye. Bye. This is so awkward. It is not. I'm happy. (laughs) I'm cringing and happy at the same time.